All right. Good morning, True Life Church. So this morning, I promise not to tell as many jokes as last time. Because Pastor Chris pulled me to the carpet. He says, cut it out, buddy. I'm just joking. He encouraged me to do more. But um, <laughs> it's funny, I started with a joke. So anyway, let's pray, guys, and then we'll jump right in. Father, thank you so much for our time here this morning. Holy Spirit, our teacher, our guide, illuminate our hearts to your precious word. Help us to apply what we learned today and live it out by your power and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. So this morning, we're going to talk about wisdom, the wisdom of God. And we're continuing this series about powerful prayers for weak people. These are prayers you can pray daily in your everyday life to allow God to intervene in your life. I know in the last few weeks I've been praying the prayers Pastor Chris has taught us. Lord, fill me with your spirit. Lord, help me to be hopeful and to expect your goodness in my life. Make it part of your daily living. So today I just want to continue that thought and talk about receiving wisdom for daily living. You know, we all, we all face decisions small and great in life, right? Whether what to do in school, at work. Perhaps you're retired, you're like, God, what's my next phase of life look like? What decisions do I need to make? How can you use me? Right? So there's different areas of life that we need God's wisdom. And oftentimes we exhaust our intellect and our reasoning, which are good. God gave us those things. But when we come to the end of ourselves, it's super important to be dependent on God and ask for his wisdom. Even, even if you feel you don't need it. God, I need your wisdom today. Okay, so we're going to explore what that looks like for us practically. So I want to lay the foundation, first of all, by saying that the wisdom of God is the principal thing. The wisdom of God is the most important thing. So if you go to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5 through 7. And remember, Proverbs was written by King Solomon, one of the wisest men to ever live besides Jesus. And it says here, get wisdom, get understanding. Notice, well, I just want to stop there. Who does the getting? Who does the getting? Us. All right, so I want to make sure. All right. Sometimes we feel like we're a cup, and you open the lid, and you say, God, just, and it's, it's true, but you say, just God, just give me wisdom. But we have to pursue it. We have to want it, and he'll fill you. So there's a part of us that has to want wisdom. Okay? And that takes Humility. Because you don't know anything, everything, right? So get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you or protect you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and in all you're getting, get understanding. We, we are to want it. We're, we're to pursue it. Let it be the principal thing in your life. When you wake up in the mornings, that's what I do. When I wake up in the mornings, oftentimes I say, God, I need your wisdom today. I know I'm facing this uh, difficult customer at work. I need your wisdom on how to tackle the situation. I need your wisdom in my family, you know, in my ministry, in every area of life. I need your wisdom. So what is, how do, how do we define wisdom? Wisdom is the application of knowledge. You know, I can get a book and read how, how to fly an airplane. I know the ins and outs how to fly an airplane. But you put me out there right now, I wouldn't know what to do. 
I don't have the wisdom to do. I have the knowledge, but not the application of it. So what God helps us to do is to apply the knowledge that we have. Okay, so wisdom is the application of knowledge. What to do at the right place at the right time with the information that you have. And we do that naturally through reasoning. And that's important. But what I'm talking about this morning is when God adds his, his super to your natural, makes it supernatural. You get ideas and concepts you didn't even think of to solve issues and come up with solutions and, and grant you success in life. We partner with him because he wants to partner with you. So, again, wisdom is the application of knowledge. It's also discernment. To know what to do when things don't seem too obvious. To judge in a right, right, right way. To know the difference between good and evil. To discern. Instruction. Wisdom is instruction. You have to be willing to receive instruction. Do you guys like hearing instruction? You guys ever build anything from Ikea? How many of you guys have ever thrown away the instructions and said, I got this? <laughs> I'm more wise than Ikea. It's true. <clears throat> so receive instruction. Don't have a know-it-all attitude. I, I know that. I heard that. I'm good. Hey, can I show you this? now? I'm good. I'll figure it out. I'm good. Right? <laughs> you have to be humble and be willing to receive instruction. That's wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to receive correction. No one likes to be corrected. Does anybody here like to be corrected? Eh. When I, I know when I get corrected, I know it's true, but oftentimes I get so defensive. You, you throw out every excuse in the planet, and then at the end you're like, especially my wife. Um, at the end, oh, she's here. Um, at the end I still have to admit, yes, dear, you're right. I received your correction. Or in any area of life, in my job, when I have performance, performance reviews, sometimes I dread it because I'm like, man, because our, our pride, we, we have to be vulnerable to receive correction and, and instruction. And they'll point out things. Hey, we got notice this. You have to be willing to be humble enough to say, yes, I agree with that. And I'm going to adjust that and correct that. So wisdom actually looks for correction and is not offended by it. I want to learn. I want to change. I'm humble enough. Hey, can you point, can you give me some feedback? That's a wise person. A wise person is someone who seeks feedback because they want to get better. So they can be a greater blessing to their families, to their job, to, to everyday life. You seek, you seek feedback. Especially from the Lord. You know, the Lord will correct you lovingly through the scriptures, through his spirit, through other believers. Be willing to be God, I receive your correction. And learning. Just because you went, you went to school 40 years ago doesn't mean you're done. I've heard people say, and I was one of them early on, it's like once I'm done with high school and college, I'm not reading a book again in my life. I'm done. <laughs> I am done. You know? Now we just watch YouTube videos on how to do things. But um, I'll never forget once... Growing up, I wasn't very studious. I didn't like school. I struggled. I was average C student, you know, and didn't embrace it. I didn't have a culture where it was important to me for some reason. But when I was 18, 19, after I graduated, I became a Christian. And the Lord started dealing with my heart. I started getting a hunger for knowledge, 
a hunger to, to learn and to grow, not just spiritually, uh, but in every area of my life. And I started devouring books. Never in my life until that time have I ever read a book from start to finish. Except the Cliff Notes. You guys ever heard of Cliff Notes? Or whatever the other one's called. But, or the dummy books. I didn't even read those. So first time in my life, I'll never forget when I started something, I finished it. And there's this sense of accomplishment. Wisdom, here's another nugget of wisdom. Wisdom finishes what you start. No matter how long it takes. And there's nothing like accomplishing something, even as minute as, as a book from start to finish, that gives you the sense of accomplishment and forward motion and success. It does something in you. Because God has created us to finish what we start. Jesus came to the earth, and what did he say on the cross? It is finished. It is accomplished. What if he stopped halfway? He's like, God, beam me up. We're done. These guys, it's not worth it. Right? He wouldn't say, beam me up, Scotty, because he would say, beam me up, Father. Any Star Trek fans here? Okay, there's one. All right, awesome, two. Cool. Any Star Wars fans? All right, there's always more of those. All right, good. Anyway, so my next sermon is on Star Wars. All right. So what is the benefits of, of God's wisdom in our life? And this is just a snapshot of some benefits. And in the, in the month of August, um, we're, as True Life Church, as a church, Pastor Chris is going to lead us in a study on the book of Proverbs for the entire month. Isn't that cool? You guys excited about that? And guess what? There's 31 chapters. You know what that means. That means you have to read a chapter a day. Well, you can, can you guys, I'm, I'm going to do it right now, Pastor Chris. Can you guys commit to that? One chapter a day in August? Summer fun in, in Proverbs? All right, cool. So while you're in Point Pleasant, just bust, that, bust out a chapter, you know. Anyway, so here's some, a snapshot real quick of some things here. So the wisdom of God reveals to you the need of a Savior. One of the first things that happens when you encounter God's wisdom is, God, I need you. I can't live life by myself. I need a Savior. I'm lost without you. You came to die on the cross for my sins. Come into my heart. Forgive me. Cleanse me. I want a relationship with you. Thank you for taking my place. So God, your first encounter with God's wisdom leads you to wisdom himself, Jesus. And that's what happened to me. He enlightened my heart to pursue those things. It protects you. Wisdom protects you. How sad and tra tragic it is when we hear people, especially young people, dying prematurely because of poor choices. Right? Had we walked in wisdom, we could have been protected. In every stage of life, wisdom protects you. Wisdom keeps you at the right place at the right time. And, of course, there's, there's accidents and, you know, there's, there's the devil and we live in a fallen world. Things happen. But when you operate in God's wisdom, it, it protects you. It keeps you on, on the right path. It guides you. Wisdom guides you. We need guidance. You know, be, be, thank God for GPS and Google Maps. Because when I first met Mandy, uh, I lived up north, and I had to print out my instructions on MapQuest. You guys remember that? And, you know, it wasn't really safe because you'd be driving kind of looking at the paper. 
And then if they shuffle up, you get confused because, like, the two directions and then from their back get mixed up. And you're like, I have no idea. You guys remember that? And before that, Jerry Shawell back there, he knew, he knew I was coming to him, would pull out that big map. Actually, no. His wife Nancy would. He would be like, I got this. It's right here. And she says amen. So the point is we all need instruction, right? We all need guidance in life. Um, also, it instructs you how to live righteously to, through Christ. The word of God will give you the wisdom and the ability to live for Jesus righteously in this earth. And it prospers you and increases you. Here's a hint. It tells you to go to work. Get a job. Right? Wisdom help, just gives you practical things. You are diligent. I remember when I first got saved, I was extremely lazy. And sometimes I, I still struggle with that, but I've overcome a little bit. Um, one of the first things, I read Proverbs, and this word, because I, I, I started reading the King James. I thought it was cool, because that was like the Bible to read. Uh, the King James Version with these and thou's. And I found this word called slothful, right? Slo did I say it right? I, no? Slothful? Okay. Just so you know, I can't do the THs really well. So, which means laziness. And, and for me, you know, it just stood out to me. And God, I kept hitting those scriptures in Proverbs about the person who's lazy and versus being diligent. And all of a sudden, God was correcting me. I didn't know it. I was like, I was on fire for God, seeking the, the scriptures. And the first thing God started doing is correcting me. How dare he? But he did right away. And that's what God does. You know why? Because he loves us. He, he, he was asking me, Riga, will you embrace wisdom? Will you seek her? And I'm like, yes. So he started correcting me. I started being more diligent, right, waking up earlier. And I'll never forget, I suffered a so consequence. You guys ever suffer, suffer consequences for poor decisions? So I was going to community college, and I was living in Florida at the time, and God was teaching me these things. And one day I remember I woke up late, and I'm like, I just, I just snoozed it. You guys ever just snooze? And, and you think you're going to get up, but it's like half an hour later. And I literally... This is the truth. I heard the Holy Spirit within me say, get up. And I didn't. And I had missed a certain amount of classes. And my teacher's like, hey, what happened? She's like, unfortunately, I have to drop you from the class. There's a consequence for not listening to wisdom. And therefore, because of that, I was delayed because if you're dropped out of a class, your student loan or something happens where they cut it off until like another semester or something. I was like, ah. And I made a lot of dumb choices those first few years as I was learning. And it got to a point where I had to embrace wisdom to be successful. I had to embrace what God's word says, the leading of the Holy Spirit, and just practical things in life to be successful. Some of us are, are, have the upbringing and training just to know simple stuff like that. But some people don't. And any, no matter where you are in life, we all need the wisdom of God to be successful. And we'll get into more details in a, in a second. And finally, wisdom brings health. In the book of Proverbs, it says, if you follow my words, it will bring health to your bodies. You have a long life, right? You just won't make poor decisions. That will keep you in the right path. Okay? All right. So 
What's awesome is that that wisdom of God is, is available to every person here, but we have to ask for it. And God promises to impart it to us. So we're going to talk about how to practically receive that wisdom of God. Let's go to James chapter 1. So this is an invitation from the Lord to receive his wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. And it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. God is saying, I invite you to receive my wisdom, but I, I desire you to ask it in faith and to receive it. Don't doubt. Receive it. How many of us ever face situations, you're hit with something, and the first thing that comes out of our mouth is, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. Ever, anybody ever do that? I have no idea what I'm going to do. We get into panic mode, you know, we're walking around and, and everything is, is crazy, right? And, and that's a normal response. But my hope and my prayer is that we're able to renew our minds instead of saying, what am I going to do? To say, God, what can I do? God, give me wisdom. I need your wisdom right now. It's true. I don't know what to do. That's the first step. God, give me your wisdom. And you may say, well, that's super simple. It is. God never makes anything complicated. We do. He doesn't. Oh, he says, ask for it. And he promises, I will give it to you. And we have to get to a point that says, yes, God, I believe I receive your wisdom. And I'll know exactly what to do. At the right time, in Jesus' name. Somebody comes to you, you know, you know what to do? At this moment, not right now, but I believe God's going to instruct me and the answer will come. And you go about your business, you're gathering your information, your research, and guess what happens? It's going to drop in your spirit. And you're going to know what to do at the right place at the right time. Amen? Expect God to move. I don't know about you, but my God is alive, and he wants to participate, and he wants to speak to us, and he's desiring to have a relationship with you. Not just a one-way, you know, give you a ticket to heaven and say, hold on there, here's the bus stop. I want you to wait right here. He says, no, let's have this adventure of faith together until you get there. Amen? Let's participate with each other. Let's have fun. Seriously. He's with you in the high times and in the low times. I've seen God comfort me when I'm down and out and, and depressed and he brings me up. He's been with me in times of joy and blessings. I'll never forget, I was encountering a difficulty in my life, a circumstance that seemed impossible. And I was just down. And the Holy Spirit reminded me. He speaks in my heart. It's not an audible voice, but right down inside of you. He said, Regal, do you know I still stay the same? Do you know I'm still the same? I don't change. And then I, just that, just that. God would do some drops. He does some mic drops and he just like walks away. And you're like, this profound like three-word statement. I'm looking for this whole book. And God's like, chill. And he walks away. And seriously, he'll give you this phrase that you think about it. And you expound on it like, wow. 
Like my circumstances are going to change. They're going to back and forth. But one thing is constant. That's what it was. He said, I'm constant. The one thing that's constant is God. He never changes. Everything in our life goes up and down. But God says, I'm still here. I'm still walking with you. And if you're quiet enough and look, he still has your hands. He still has your hands. How do you know, Rigo? He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I believe that. He says, no one is able to pluck you out of my hands. Neither death nor life, angels or demons, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Do you believe that? So when I'm down and out, you know what I say? God, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that nothing is able to separate me from your love. Things are crazy right now, but I know that you're constant and you love me. And you're going to get me through this. Amen? And soon enough, you'll be, you'll be in joy and peace and praise. Maybe perhaps your situation hasn't changed right away, but you changed. He gave you peace in the midst of a storm. Remember Psalm 23? Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You're walking down that valley. You're walking down those trials, but you're not fearing anything. Because why? He's with you. He said he'll set a table before you in the presence of your enemies. So there's valley of darkness. There's enemies. You're just enjoying life. Amen. Don't let the devil harass you. Don't let him stop you from giving glory to God and enjoying life. Despite of what's going on. Even when things are hard, you can still have peace and comfort. The Holy Spirit provides comfort for you. Is it going to go away in 24 hours? No, maybe not. It could be a lifetime. But there's something about his presence and peace that holds you, that keeps you. It's supernatural. And his joy that comes up. It's all because of the Holy Spirit. Remember that prayer we prayed a few weeks ago we learned about? Lord, fill me with your spirit. As a matter of fact, that's a great starting point because when you pray that, all this comes with it. God, fill me with your spirit. Then move over, hashtag, fill me with wisdom. Fill me with hope, right? So everybody under 15 got that. So, all right, so God wants us to seek his wisdom. Now, all right, so a quick example of Solomon. King Solomon was the son of David. David was an awesome king. His son became king. He was a young man, and the throne was given to him. The kingdom was given to him. He was maybe, I guess, 20. And he's like, God asked him. He said, ask of me anything in a dream, and I will give it to you. And Solomon said, Lord, I'm, I'm but a young man. I don't know how to judge these people, your sheep. He could have asked for anything. And you know what he asked for? Look here in 1 Kings 3. This is his prayer to the Lord. He could have asked God anything. That's what Solomon asked. Therefore, give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? He was so humble, and he said, God, I can't judge your people unless you give me a discerning heart to know between good and evil. Then God said to him, because you have asked this thing, that you have not asked for long life for yourself, 
nor have you asked riches for yourself, nor have asked the life of your enemies, but you prayed for yourself to receive an understanding heart to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart. So there so that there has not been anyone like you before, nor shall, nor shall there be any like you after you. And I have also given you what you have not asked for, both riches and honor, so there shall not be anyone like, like you among all the kings all your days. So he asked for a discerning, wise heart to judge his people. And God said, because you asked of that, I, I'm going to include everything else that wisdom provides. Amen? That was his prayer. That should be our prayer. God, grant me wisdom because, honestly, I don't know what to do. God, I'm having issues with my kids right now. I have no idea what to do. They're acting crazy. Not our church. But they're acting crazy. What can I do? How can I apply the knowledge I've learned to, to raise my kids and speak to them individually how can I handle my interaction with my coworkers, you know, the people that report to me? Give me the wisdom to get results that honor you, God, and to lead my team with excellence. Give me wisdom. Right? Wisdom is not just for church stuff, spiritual stuff. Wisdom is when you're at your job, when you're at your school, right, when you're at, at home raising a family. You need daily wisdom, and God will just show you things. He'll give you strategies and insights, for example, in the business world, to gain business and just be successful. Without, you know, he'll take the greed out of there, but he wants you blessed to be a blessing. Remember we learned about that? God, of course God wants you to, to win and be successful. How else can you fund the Albanian team? Right? Seriously. There's all these missions in the world all this poverty, but how can we bless others if we're not blessed? So don't, don't shy. Anybody here in the business world? Okay, a couple. Um, and just in general life, don't shy away from being successful in every area of life because it's for his glory and his purpose so you can be a light to the world. And when somebody asks you, what's going on? I say, it's God's wisdom. And here's the thing, guys. We read that God told Solomon, you're going to be the wisest man ever. But you know who upped him just one? Jesus. One time he was preaching to some people, and he said, the queen of the south will rise up in the day of judgment and condemn you guys because she actually sought the wisdom of Solomon, who, a, a Gentile nation. And he's saying, but a greater than Solomon is here, and that's me, and you rejected my wisdom. Here's the thing, guys. Jesus became wisdom for us. First Corinthians 1.30, it says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy and freed us from sin. So Jesus himself became wisdom. And guess what? Wisdom lives inside of you. Wisdom lives inside of you. All right, so in our last moments together, we're going to talk about how is the wisdom of God practically imparted to us. Number one, 
you're going to be blown away by this. It's like the greatest answer ever. Ready? Extremely like cerebral intellectual. Number one, ready? The word of God. Very simply, the word of God, the scriptures. How often we neglect the very source and foundation of wisdom of God. I love how 2 Timothy 3.15 says, And that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. The scriptures primarily reveal our need of a savior and how to get right with God and have a relationship with him. And once you do, it gives you instruction for daily living. Remember that old saying about what the word Bible means? It really means book, that's all. But B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth, that's what it is. It's your instruction manual. And to neglect that is to neglect wisdom. We have wisdom sitting in our, in our coffee tables, next to our nightstand, in our Bible apps. The wisdom of God is so easily available to you. Like instantly. You don't have to climb a mountain to gain, gain wisdom. You don't. The wisdom of God came through Jesus Christ by grace and it's free. Nothing you have to do. Just walk into it because love provided it for you. He paid the price. He did all the effort on the cross for you. And he rose again. And he's saying it's available to you freely. If any person lacks wisdom, ask of me. Ask of me. Okay. I just paused so I could settle down because I could settle in our spirits. Number two, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. And this is a prophecy about Jesus, but it also speaks of the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. That same Holy Spirit that rested upon Jesus resides in us. And guess what? He's called the spirit of wisdom. And he will guide you and lead you into all truth. He will help you apply the scriptures. And beyond that, he will actually speak to you personally about things. If you listen to a small, still voice. Perhaps a leading, uh, uh, you know, an inward witness of what to do. You can't really explain it, but he guides you. Listen to that. Take time in prayer. When you pray this, don't just pray it and walk away. Ask for wisdom. Spend time with him and be quiet. And you'll hear from him. It will drop down into your spirit. You could be washing dishes one day. Anybody still do that? Wash dishes. You could be driving, going for a walk, going for a jog. Next thing you know, like, oh, my gosh, I know what to do. Jesus promises when the Holy Spirit comes, he will lead you and guide you into all truth and show you things to come. And if you read the book of Acts, often you see the leading of the Holy Spirit speaking to his followers. Hey, don't go here. Do this. Send out Barnabas and Paul to this place. He does speak in line with the scriptures. He never violates the word of God, but he does speak to us. So let the word be your foundation and he will speak with you. He speaks through his word, and he speaks to you personally. Okay, and finally, 
wise, godly counsel. Where there's no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. Walk with the wise, and you become wise. Associate with fools, and you'll get in trouble. You got, you got to have good, godly friends or family member around you, and you have to be willing to take instructions. Remember, we, we circled back to getting feedback. How many of us made a decision when we asked somebody else, and they said something opposite, like, I didn't hear from God. But if you trust people, yes, you hear from God, but God also speaks through people. And godly people around you is super important because they can help you make wise decisions. Or at least give you some options, and you have to take it before the Lord and make a decision. But be open to receive instruction. Don't hang out with fools. Don't hang out with people that, you know, you love everybody. But associate yourselves with people that are wise that seek the Lord, that can help you. And be willing and humble enough to receive those instructions. So as, as we close, I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. But let's cover these things real quick. What does daily wisdom look like for us? So let's cover these quick points in everyday life. We talked about Wisdom for parenting. Anybody, parents here? Whether your kids are really young or teenage or out of the house or perhaps grandparent, right? That speaks of relationship. Husband and wife, right? Friends, associates, co-workers, uh, classmates, whatever it is. Wherever you have relationships, we need wisdom. How does wisdom practically look like there? Again, it's extremely practical. Wisdom looks like forgiveness, patience, um, reaching out to them. God just drops their name in your heart and you reach out to them and you pray with them. You be open to that. I'll, there's times where I'm sitting at home and I have a long day at work and I'm just hanging out on the couch. Gabe is playing around. And we have the Nintendo Switch. You guys know what that is? Just like a game system. And I'm, I busted out a little bit. I'm playing a little bit. And there's times where the Lord instructs me. He's like, can you put that down for a sec and be more engaged with your family? You know, and I'm like, okay. Wisdom. Hey, your wife had a long day at work, um, you know, with, with, with your son and everything. And I'm like, yeah, it's true. And I just go in the kitchen and just tidy up a little bit and, and just do my part and help. And then she'll come out and be like, wow, babe, thank you. I appreciate that. Help me wisdom. I didn't feel like doing it. Anybody feel like doing it? I didn't feel like it. But it's not about your feelings. It's about being led by wisdom. Relationships. Relationships in your work and school. I remember even at work, there's times where the Lord would drop a customer in my heart and I just call them. Like, oh wow, you're, that's weird. We were just talking about you. Hey, we're ready to sign that, that agreement. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's, let's, let's do it right now. That happened a few weeks ago. Or you, you're, you follow up. You don't know why you're doing it, but you just follow up with things. That's wisdom. Because God works with you. Wisdom, how to overcome sin in your life and gain victory, how to apply the word of God. God, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to break this habit. I don't know how to get out of this addiction. Help me, God. And he will, but we have to be willing to receive instruction. It might be difficult, 
but he'll guide you and lead you to victory because he'll bring the right people to your life, the right instruction, and if you receive it, your life will be changed. And be willing to make adjustments in your life, guys. What that means is this. Make willing to, don't just go on an auto, autopilot in your life. Often take, take moments to just stop and say, God, am I, am I in the right path here? Am I, am I doing all right here? Anything I need to adjust in my heart? Anything going on in here? Anybody have to forgive? You know, is there anything else I could do more for you, God? Anywhere I can serve? God, I just want to make sure I'm in your right path. So wisdom often stops and gets counsel from the Lord. And finally, guys, we, when, we approach, when we approach the scriptures, he's called, um, there's a prayer that Paul prays for the church in Ephesians. He said, Lord, grant them the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. When you approach the Bible, guys, take the time and say, God, spirit of wisdom, reveal the scriptures to me. Open them up to my heart, my spirit. Help me to understand and help me to apply them. And you'll be reading, and perhaps nothing jumps out right away. You close that book and you say, God, I thank you that you spoke to me today by faith. And you keep going. Next thing you know, he'll start speaking to you through the scriptures. He will. And it's ex extremely fun, by the way. It's, it's really cool because, and the more you get to know it and are familiar with it, he'll lead you to other places in the, in the scriptures. When I started learning about wisdom, he, he led me to Solomon and other examples and how God has intertwined all the scriptures. Amen. So if we can, can we stand for a moment? And I want to practically, let's embrace God's wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. There's things we're going, that are going through our lives right now perhaps major decisions or small decisions, that we need his wisdom. A, a year ago, my heart was set. My, my job was moving to Florida, opening up a new expansion there. And I, I wanted to go to Florida. I really did because I, I was there for a number of years, my teenage years. And it's really, it's really cool. It's hot. There's no winters. And my heart was set on it. And I, I, I thought for certain that I will go to Florida because my, my, um, my general manager at the time really liked me and I, I knew I had a strong opportunity and a chance. So I was praying about that, praying for wisdom. My wife and I praying for wisdom, guidance for a year straight. And, and some of our friends know that, especially our life group, and they prayed against it. And yeah, sure, we'll pray for you. I'm like, why is your fingers crossed? Um, but... What ended up happening, I was so close, it was about to happen, but it wasn't at the location that I desired. So it was a deal breaker. My like, God, oh, that stinks. But my prayer was, God, I'll embrace through your wisdom, whatever the decision is, I'm, I'm willing to go with that. And I was heartbroken a little bit. I was heartbroken. But I had to adjust my attitude and circle back to God's wisdom and trust. And little did I know that somebody else went for that position and, and got it down there. His position opened up. And guess who got that? Yep. God's wisdom. God's grace. 
at the, at the same place. What the scripture says, promotion doesn't come from the east and the west, it comes from the Lord. And now I'm praying for wisdom for this next phase of my life. Like Solomon, I need your wisdom. Amen? So just because God closes one door, there's, there's wisdom behind that. Even if you have to wait a while, because he knows better than us, our job is to say, okay, God, I trust you. You're constant. You'll take care of me. Because this, there are many times I've been turned down in the past. I will go for many positions. It was a no. Okay? More so than yes. But I kept, I kept going at it, being faithful and trusting God as my provider. And in due time, it came through. Amen? So now, let's just, as we sing this song, expressing our need for God, just open your heart and say, God, I need wisdom. In fact, I need wisdom tomorrow morning when I get up. When you start your week, right? Embrace the week with God's wisdom. And let's have an attitude and a lifestyle that constantly asks for God's wisdom. Amen? Let's do that. Let's take a moment to do that as we sing this.